The young dogs went blow for blow with the number nine Bulldogs in Heckhead. Gonzaga was able to keep the Huskies to a seven-point cushion for most of the game, answering Washington's multiple runs to get within a basket. The Zags drove the nail in the coffin by sinking two deep threes to put the game out of reach. This is Husky Hardcourt from Sports Illustrated, Husky Maven. I'm Jake. I'm Trevor. And we are like Jake and Elwood. Is this like Dukes of Hazard? No. You said that you had a hint for me. I'm going to need it now. The hint is we're getting the band back together. And if that doesn't do it for you, I'm sorry, listeners. You can be as disappointed as you want, Trevor. Obviously, you're talking about the wonders and that thing you do. No. (laughs) Great movie, though. It is a great movie. The Blues Brothers. Oh, you know what? That's my fault. I mean, come on. We're getting the band back together should have been the clue to get you there. Look, while you were inside, apparently, during the 90s watching movies, I was out picking strawberries. (laughs) Nagahad! The Blues Brothers is maybe one of the best movies of all time. And I'm going to have to take your word for it. You're going to have to watch it. Homework. Homework. This week, watch it. We'll talk about it on next week's show, how great it is. You're going to be surprised at how much you're going to laugh at it. And everybody knew at that moment that Trevor was not going to watch it. Trev, do yourself a favor. And listeners, poke the bear. Make him do it. Listen, listen. I don't have AMC or... or... Yeah, that's actually a good chance. The Huskies go down. It hurts. What are your takes on the game? This young Washington team is still trying to find a way to put it together. They went blow for blow, like you said, with Gonzaga. Gonzaga went from the number one ranked offense last year in the country to the number three ranked offense. So, you know, they lost some guys, but they still have Killian Tilly, and that kid was good. The other the other guy I want to mention, of course, is Ayayi. Um, Ayayi. He had himself a game, and yeah. it was fitting at the to ensure a Bulldogs victory. It was those two who hit deep threes that uh, led to Washington losing this game. I said that the only way that Washington could make a statement is winning this game, uh, so I'm going to stick by that. However, Washington, they're still in a really good spot to be able to make some noise going forward. 83 points given up to Gonzaga is tough to win. Washington was exploited in some of their soft spots on their zone, namely in in the short corners where their bigs were able to either shoot that little 10-foot jumper or get it and quickly get it to the guy at the post for an easy lay-in. Every single Bulldog starter was in double figures. They dished out 15 assists. This offense was able to do what they needed to do to beat this Washington defense. On the other side, this uh, right now Washington feels good about playing six guys. And until they're able to move seamlessly in this zone defense, they're going to lose to these upper echelon teams. Uh, Don't make a mistake that Washington played good enough to beat most teams in the nation. 
But the number nine team in the nation, the team that's had your number since 2005, had the moxie. And frankly, their upperclassmen played better than Washington's upperclassmen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, and the upperclassmen aren't the strength of this team in the first place, and, but they are the strength of the Gonzaga team. Right. So you kind of expect that. Now, let me give you some numbers, Trev, while we're talking here. Washington outperformed Gonzaga in so many offensive uh, statistical categories. Field goal percentage, 50.9 versus a 47.8. You have three-point percentage, 39.1 versus a 28%. Uh, They shot the same free throw percentage. Now, if you look at those numbers offensively, Washington outplayed Gonzaga. Now, if you watch the game, that first half, boy, Gonzaga was on fire. And it didn't look like anything was going to stop them. But as an entire game, uh, as a whole, our offense outplayed their offense. Now, where you lose them is offensive rebounds, 11 to 2. Yeah. And steals, 12 to 6. And that's going to be the difference maker of a game like that. And, And Gonzaga came ready for our offense and was able to kind of pick point at really crucial times against this Washington offense. You're absolutely right. And Washington, of course, committed 19 turnovers. Some of those were really careless mistakes that shouldn't have been made. One thing to point out in this game is Washington cut it into a one basket game uh, over 10 times and was unable on their offensive side uh, to get a good, clean look. Uh, unfortunately, Aquatic Green had a pretty good game, um, 14 points and eight assists. I'm going to say that's a really good game. However, he had the, uh, the one where he tried to make an, uh, an entry pass from almost the top of uh, mid-court. Yeah, the circle, yeah. That was tough to see. And then um, the, the lean-in three when Washington was down just three towards in the second half. Uh, were some really careless mistakes. When you look at the young guys in this game, Jaden McDaniels played well. He ended up with five turnovers. Isaiah Stewart was definitely the standout. He was the best player on the court for the Huskies all game. He had a double-double with 21 points and 10 rebounds. Bill Walton went on a lot of tangents, but through that, he also uh, was really critical of Washington's offense at some points by uh, not flowing through Isaiah Stewart, and I think that was warranted. Previously last week, Washington had found its rhythm on offense and kind of its identity, and that was through Isaiah Stewart from kind of playing reverse basketball. Of The point guards you usually start the momentum of the offense. Well, in Washington's case, it's Isaiah Stewart. The ball needs to find its way inside to Isaiah Stewart. Gonzaga did a very good job of forcing the ball out of Stewart's hands, but he can still find a way to get the offense flowing through him. And that is by as soon as you catch the ball, you know, the double team's coming and turning towards the opposite end of the the court and finding the open shooter. And that's something that he's going to learn in time. But I feel like they almost forgot the identity of this offense in that they didn't go through him enough during this game. Yeah. Again, I'm going to go back to, if you can listen through Bill Walton's stream of consciousness and all the tangents he goes on, 
he actually has some really good tidbits for uh, the fan who can listen. And he did mention towards the end of the game, Washington was able to get uh, a triangle going. And he, he mentioned that he thought that Washington to try to get that formed earlier. And then he, of course he went on and named a bunch of NBA players that were really good in the triangle, but they had a triangle set up with Stewart McDaniels and Carter towards the end of the game. I think that, Stewart, as he gets more comfortable, he, he's going to keep finding his his points. He was magnificent, uh, six for seven from the field. So um, the only thing you kind of wish is for more looks from him. He also right. went to the line, ten, uh, he had 10 free throws and hit nine of them, which I can't remember the last time a Husky at any level was shooting at a 90% clip. So there's some really, really good things. And he was, uh, he was honored with freshman of the week. There's some good things happening. Um, there's definitely some things on the offensive side that still need to be fixed. If this team wants to get where it wants to be by the end of the year. Absolutely. But let's not forget that Gonzaga prior to losing to an extremely hot Michigan team, their top six team in the nation. Yeah. So, Let's not forget that and, and, and not only are they a top six team in the nation this year, but they have a long-standing history of the last decade of being in the top ten. So this sure. team is very well coached and very disciplined. And this extremely young, freshman-laden team held their own against uh, kind of a national powerhouse. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are two thoughts I have on this. Number one, it's it's a shame that Washington is no longer in the top 25 because they went blow for blow with the top 10 team. And the fact that they lost, I think, is insignificant in the fact that they should, they're still one of the top 25 teams in the country. I completely agree with that. Yeah, but my second point is as as good, I think, as all of us feel. And I feel good because I think this Washington team is on the right track, you couldn't help but feel a little frustrated on Sunday. You saw opportunities for Washington to get in this game, and the upperclassmen of this Gonzaga team refused to let that happen. And I would be very intrigued to see these two teams play again in March, to see where Washington goes and where Gonzaga goes. This could be a sweet 16 matchup that we're going to see. Fingers crossed. I mean, wouldn't that be sweet? Hell, I hope it's a Final Four matchup. That would be pretty sweet too, huh? Up next, dog fans, we got a special treat. We are announcing that starting this podcast, we have a consistent guest host on the podcast, and that's last year's graduating center, Noah Dickerson. And he will be a frequent guest on the show to help talk a little bit more about the X's and O's and what he sees on the court from these guys. And we hope you enjoy. All right, Noah, coming all the way from Israel. Noah, you stayed up and watched this game. Why don't you tell Husky fans the level of dedication you have to this program? Oh, man. All right. So basically the game started at 2 a.m. my time. And so I stayed up. And uh, so I have my whole setup ready. I have my Xfinity stream on on my eye. The game about to start. I finally click on the stream for the f- first time, and and uh, it starts loading. And it's like, oh, ESPN is blocked over here. And so then I'm like, 
it's like 202. I'm like, oh man, I'm, what's going on? <laughs> and then so I, I, I called my mom. I'm like, you still got money on that card? She's, she was like, she's go, goes checking. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I, I had to quickly go on, go buy a VPN so I can uh, pretend like I'm back in the United States. <laughs> and then I finally got ESPN to work. And then so about by 210, I had the game on. And uh, man, I, man, dedication, man, I really wanted to see him do it, pull it out. <laughs> man, that's such a cool story. Um, also, as somebody a little bit older than you, it's impressive that you know how to buy a VPN. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed. Man, quickly, quick, I had to do it quick. I needed, I, I, want, I needed the game. <laughs> I needed the game. Well, and a little behind the scenes, after Noah's interview, we had talked about having him be a regular on this show. And he was talking about how he needed to get a VPN. And I'm sitting there in my mind like, and these games are going to start at really weird times for him. And lo and behold, about 30 seconds after the game, I get a text from him like, man, I can't believe they didn't pull it out. And I'm like, <laughs> it's four in the morning. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm up. I take, I take a ton of naps. I take a ton of naps. So I'm up. <laughs> man, up. well. It's awesome. And I think Husky fans, you're going to get a lot of really good uh, insights that the casual observer isn't going to see off of this team or even from Jake and I, who, who know the game at a, at a pretty decent level, this guy not only knows hop system, but he's played against these teams. He knows these systems in and out. He had mentioned in the, uh, in the interview that we had previously that Noah, when you're in a system, you know where every single person should be on the court. So I think some of that insight is going to be really, really cool <laughs> to see where Washington made some good runs and made some good headway in this game and also where they ended up uh, losing this contest. So, um, Noah, let's start with the uh, one of the, the positives you saw from this Washington uh, loss against Gonzaga. I want to say that Coach Hop does a great job with them switching defenses, going from man to, uh, man to zone. Because one thing he understands is the team is so long, like the 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 arms on the, on the court is ridiculous, and they're all super athletic. So they their their defense is amazing because there's not that many gaps, but it's um but um and even if they do get the ball down low, the dudes are coming and come wipe it off the glass. That's that's one thing I will. Everybody jumping out the gym, everybody's uh everybody's doing it. So I thought. I thought I thought the whole game their defense defense was solid. You know that make a couple couple young mistakes because they were young guys, but I thought their defense was solid. I I, I really truly think this game the uh, their offense was the issue. They weren't scoring yeah. enough points. I, I totally agree. With they were um, they were uh, making a lot of young plays, which is cool because I mean I mean they're young, but the 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 offense wasn't falling, and the, some of the shots were kind of questionable. Now, um, going back to the defensive side, it seems like this 2019-2020 version of the Huskies defense switches into man a lot more than you guys did the previous two years under Hopkins. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Uh, We didn't switch at all, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, no, they're like – like I was – he does it a lot just to change the game and the flow of the defense. 
And like when I see those five guys on the court, they they they're moving their feet, they're locking up. I, the refs weren't letting people play because uh, they just called fouls and fouls and fouls. Like, but like like when they like at the end of the year when they're not calling fouls like that, oh no, they're going they they lock up. Like they're locking up out there. <laughs> right, and I think that the best version of this defense, Aquate Green, I think is becoming a really good distributor on the offensive side of the ball. But when you substitute him for Jamal Bay and his size, that defense is going to be really, really hard to score against. No, yeah, because everybody's a great defender. I everybody knows how to move their feet to all and help. Like, like, I, I, that's one thing I did notice, that uh, everybody was in help. Everybody was talking. Every like, People are in help side, like, and, and dudes are – and they're going – and people when people are going up, dudes are coming to come glass the ball. They had so many block shots. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the guys that I want to highlight is McDaniels, where he's a really finesse player on the offensive side. But I've been really impressed with his defensive prowess as kind of a tough-nosed guy, put his nose in the middle of ball handler. He'll pick the ball, and I feel like he's usually in really good positions uh, for help side defense as well. Oh, yes, yes. He's coming. Did you not see that block when he was one step in from the free throw line? My goodness. Oh, my gosh. It's 3 a.m. I'm yelling at my TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, no, he didn't just do that. And That's no, fantastic. He's, like, he's everywhere, and he he moves like he he moves so so great and gracefully around the court. He's so athletic. Like, like he's on defense. He man, he's and he's so long. Now on the offensive side, you mentioned that that's where they lost the game. What were some of the issues that you saw offensively from this Huskies team the other day? Well, one of the things is they weren't. I felt like they weren't moving the ball from side to side enough. Yeah. Um, which is an uh, which is an issue. I mean, it's an issue for me, and we're we're a, I'm a professional. They aren't setting screens, like uh, which I, I did in college too. I understand. <laughs> the guy's way. Um, they weren't setting screens, and and professionally, you can see the difference between if you actually set the screen and if you don't. And so the play for me is in the four, at the end of the game, they started going on the little run, and there was one shot that I just. They just finally got up there. They were trading buckets, and then finally they got a stop. They scored it, and then they got a stop in the rebound. And they're coming out of the court. I want to say it was like a minute 30, a minute 20 left. They're down by two. Uh, and, and and I promise you, I swear, in my head I said, okay, guys, we're right there. We're right there. We need a good shot. We need a good shot. I, I need. We need to just get a good open shot or to the basket, to the rim or something. And then so uh, as soon as they come down the floor – Kawhi gets a ball screen, steps over the screen, and shoots it. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He was open. The defender was behind the middle. Uh, he was open. I don't like the uh, uh, one thing the Huskies are doing a lot now, taking long twos. Because I get it, the line's farther out. So, like, technically speaking, it wouldn't it wouldn't really be that last year. But they're taking long twos. And in my head, that's still the, one of the worst shots in basketball. And so uh, I, I don't I don't like those. Uh, except if you make it, and um, he pulled. Uh, and but he just hit. He uh, he just hit a three and a couple floaters. So I'm like, okay, I understand why. I don't understand, but I can understand why he said. Oh, uh, he thought it was he was gonna make it, but he came off the screen one step and shot it, and it was back rim, and it bounced out. 
and then that and then that right there started the momentum for them to to go up by what's five six. But that was right. that 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 was a shot that that hurt the run. And um, and you know what? That's exactly what Jake and I talked about as well. One of the things I I was disappointed because Quade really did. He was the catalyst to uh, as part yeah, of that run, was, along uh, with Nas, of course. Now he was hooping, and uh, that was a but, shot that a shot. I, I was a shot that suited. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know the the way that it came off, where yeah, he came off that screen, but he was, he was leaning in. It. Yeah, no, I feel it. Like I mean, I, don't get me wrong though. Like that's a it, like that's a good shot. Like he was uh-huh. open, the fender was behind him. Just in that situation, nah, I can't. You can't shoot. As a guy who's been in some pick and roll in his life. Would you have rather seen him have the guy on his back hip like that, take a couple dribbles towards the key, and maybe try to uh, bring a defender to him? Get some help. That's an open shot, but you can get a wide open shot or a layup. Exactly. The the crowd's on your side. You're not thinking that in the game. Trust me, it's way, you know. But – but get the hip on the get the guy going to the basket. Somebody has to help, so uh, drop it off to the big, or someone's gonna help on the wing and then start swinging it out. And then the other teams and closeout situations and closeout situations are was one of the hardest plays defensively, defensively in basketball, and because uh, the offensive guys in so much control. And then boom, boom, and then and now now we're moving, now we're working, now we got something to work with. And then he can pop back out, and he might probably even get the open three. He kicks it to somebody, pops back out. The dude drives, and he's open for three. Someone could even locate it. Yeah, uh, that's what I was hoping for. That's what I was hoping for. But uh, you know, it, I you know that's why they watch film, and you know they're probably talking about it as a team. But one thing I do, I will admit is they're so young and raw that um, Gonzaga's really disciplined, and they ran their offense. And they you know they they they're so disciplined. And Coach Hop gives these guys so much freedom because he has so many one-on-one players. And with guys like that, you need you need the freedom. You need they need to have the freedom because that's just, that's what they do. And so and with time, like they're gonna be scared. They're gonna be fun by the end of the season. By the end of the season, like uh, in the conference, I I feel like they're gonna be playing a lot different, and they're gonna show the they gotta find an identity on on offense because. I thought I used to get doubled bad. My man, I said, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. As soon as he, they, they yeah, look at him. At, at, at least, like, they, would, they wouldn't front me, but they're, they're like, like three-quarter me and then deny me on the catch. They're fronting him, have their, the help side all on the backside. Like, they're denying him, and then as, as soon as he touches it, they're on, they're on him. And I was like, well. But then again, my man's a man child. He's my man's. Uh, he's so strong in the paint, and he was he was holding it down. I I did, I did want to see them go to him more because he was he 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 was he is a hot hand. He was making his free throws, and um, I mean he was hooping. I don't, he was hooping, and you know he was getting a lot of stuff off the glass, off rebounds, and stuff. Cause they were fronting him and stuff like that, and uh, but he was hooping. But he was a fact, so freshman of the week, he was hooping. <laughs> Absolutely, I miss he missed two shots all game. He missed one yeah. field goal and he missed one free throw. He should have. Oh yeah. They were. I don't know why they ain't. They wasn't calling it. I was. I was like, why are you waving off that shot? Oh my. Oh, God. one of them was egregious, right? Yeah, I was like, why y'all just wave that? That's a good shot. 
That's just yeah. a good shot. That's, that's absolutely. A one. I can understand the first one, but the second one, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, they found the money he was going up. Yeah, I was like, it wasn't even on the catch. I was like, oh no, it's clear as day he was going up. And so, well, and the the referee watched it too. Yeah, I know. He watched it go yeah, up before I, I, he made the call. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know why he waved that off. I, I just didn't make sense. Some of the stuff about them uh, being isolation players, some of that I'm I'm guessing is because they're new to the system. But one of the things that struck me in this game was. Um, at some points when the ball was, let's say it was on the right side, you had three guys on the left side standing. Um, you're playing overseas where the game is so different and there's off ball screens going on at all times. Am I right? Oh yeah, man. All the time. Like what do you think that Washington would benefit on that weak side doing some sort of movement to just at least keep those Gonzaga defenders on like not even moving. nothing really has to happen. They can just switch. They can just they can just one cut and then just replace replace. You don't have to do much because all you got to do is get the defense to turn their head and look at you and look at the right side. You know what I mean? Like you don't uh-huh. got to really get them all working and you know because that because what that kind of does is it stops the other guys on the other side playing the two man game. It stops them, make them wait for like a guy popping up to see if he's open. Like they just can just they can just really just exchange, so they're just not standing and watching and relocating. Because as soon as the front, the, their defenders turn their head, boom, that weak side's gone. You can if I'm the ball handler on the other side, I'm going. Like you know, let's help because they're worried about y'all interchanging. Now I'm moving around. Just got to got to worry about you. You're putting making yourself a threat on in their eyes, so they got to move and look at you. And then as soon as they turn and look, turn their head. The other guy on the other side, they're gone. And uh, it's one of the hardest things in basketball to really sit there and move your head side to side really quickly. As soon as you turn your head to the other way, the other the dude is gone. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, absolutely. So, Noah, final word on this game. You know, Gonzaga is a perennial top 10 team. Washington, last year you guys uh, lost by a point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Washington is right there with this brand new core of players outside of Nas and Hamir. Um, where do you see this Washington program going forward? Uh, forward? Oh, no, they're, they're, I mean, oh, they're going to the tournament. I, I truly believe that. Like, I'm not, I'm, you know, Coach Hop is a winner. He is a guy that dictates what they're doing off of who they have. So I, I cause I was noticing I run, they were running different plays this year and, He's he, he he changed the plays up just and ran plays for the strength of his guys, which is which I which I love. They're gonna they're going to win games and they're going to win a lot of games like they are, you know. And you know some games are gonna be better than others because some days they're gonna shoot well and some games are not. But I I truly believe they're going to win a lot of games. They're gonna be they're gonna be top in the Pac-12 and they're gonna go to the tournament and do their thing in the tournament. But I, I that I I I believe all of that for a fact. Awesome. No, appreciate it. We'll have you on real soon. Go dogs. Go dogs. All right, dog fans, that'll do it for our recap of the Gonzaga Washington game. Check out si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington for more daily content. Don't forget to go on to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review. Five stars only, please. Uh, and tell your friends about us. Go, Go dogs. Dog.